what a day for a daydreaming boy. Welcome everyone to the Scott Hoteling Podcast. I'm Scott Hoteling. So today I want to talk about the Labor Cup that was played for over the weekend. And of course, how could I not mention the Seattle Kraken winning their first NHL game in their very first try. So personally, I've always been a fan of the Labor Cup back from when it first debuted and oh, what was it, like 2017, right? Because I had a 2017, 18, 19, missed 20, of course, and, and this year being 21. So this was their fourth edition of the Labor Cup. And the first one had Rafa and Federer and Zverev, uh, Dominic Team. I think Moran Cilic was on that team too when he was ranked in the top five. So Team World has always been up against it in this competition, mainly because the USA and Team World just doesn't have a guy or even any up-and-coming guys, really, that are in the top ten, let alone the top five. So every time they face off, it's, it's going to be a mismatch on paper. So this year, Europe wins 14-1, to and it was a pretty predictable outcome. Now, 14-1, to it was a little closer than that. I mean, some of those matches were definitely close. They went 10-point tiebreakers in, in several of them in the third set. But obviously, you know, Europe still came out on top. But it was definitely closer than 14-1. to I mean, those matches were pretty entertaining for the most part. Some were, you know, straight sets. I think Medvedev had a, had a pretty quick match. Um, you know, one or two others, but I thought they were still, you know, pretty competitive matches. But again, Europe comes on top, comes out on top, just about every single one of them. So really the question is, there, is there anything you can do about evening up the teams, right? And if so, should you do something about it? Or is it just Europe's going to, you know, dominate for the first few years? Then maybe Team World dominates for, for a few years, and it just goes back and forth, right? But, you know, personally, I think I think the answer is definitely yes. you got to do something about it just to even up the teams. Because you don't want teams to, to win five, six, seven years in a row just because they have the, you know, quote-unquote, higher-ranked players, the better players, right? You You want both sides to be competitive. You want both sides to be even. And then you go from there, right? So, I mean, I think you should do something about it. Because I don't, I don't think it needs to be, you know, one part of the world versus another, you know, Europe versus Team World or, or anything like that. You know? I, I don't think that's necessary. And listen, like I said before, that doesn't mean in the future Team World doesn't win five or six in a row. You know? But they got to have players from the United States and or other parts of the world, obviously, that consistently are contending for the biggest titles in the world, including, obviously, Grand Slams. So what do you do? I think one of the things that you can do is have each captain pick the players, right? I think that would be one of the, the, the coolest things you can do. So you have the captains pick the players. You have the captains pick the teams. 
right? That Friday, when the competition's set to begin. So you treat it like a pickup tennis game, for example, you know, like you just pick teams right on the court, right there, you know, and if you want to go by rankings and, but you don't even get, you know, necessarily like a captain's pick ahead of time. Cause I, you know, I know, you know, you get, I forget exactly how it's done, but what is it? The top four or five players in the rankings are automatically qualified. And then you get a couple of captain's picks. Well, why not just make it that, you know, the highest ranked players get, or I don't even know if you want to do highest ranked players, but you just get the best players in the world automatically qualifying. If they want to participate, great. And then, you know, that Friday night, just have Borg and McEnroe pick the teams. Why would that be crazy? I mean, they, they do it in the NBA All-Star game. You know, here's your All-Star players. Here, here's, here's your players. Then you have two captains and they pick. It adds a little bit of intrigue. You know? And at least you know the teams should be fairly evenly matched each year. I mean, that doesn't mean the results are going to be close. I mean, e either team could still dominate and win by a wide margin. But you'd have a much better chance for it to be close and then come down to the wire as opposed to one side essentially winning, you know, after half the matches are over with. With no realistic hope of mounting any sort of comeback. But if those teams were even, even if they got down by a score of 7-1, 9-1, which Team World did, you know, over the weekend, you could still see the other team come back because you know both sides are pretty even. You know, but that's not to say I don't like the setup the way it is right now. It's just unfortunately, it's not even what's it's it's not even whatsoever in terms of rankings, and hasn't been since its 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 inception. Try saying that five times fast. And I don't see the negative in McEnroe and Berg just just picking the teams opening night. Just start playing, okay? You know, pick the teams, just start playing right away. I think the fans would be into that. And listen, maybe they would never do anything like that, but I mean, like I said, I do think it would add some fan interest, a little intrigue, you know? I mean, who wouldn't be interested in that? I know I would. I, I like the fact that the NBA, you know, went to picking a couple of captains and, and they just, they, they pick their teams before the All-Star game. I like that. So in hockey, I got to talk a little bit about the Seattle Kraken, of course. They get their first win and their first try in their franchise history. So, I mean, I got to talk about this. I mean, how often is that going to happen? Well, once, right? I mean, you know, even if it is just a preseason game. They beat the Vancouver Canucks 5-3 to three on, on Sunday in Spokane, Washington. One of their junior hockey venues in the state. Well, they wait just a little bit longer to christen their new home arena in Seattle. They rallied from a 2-0 deficit with three goals in the second and had another couple in the third in front of a little over 10,000 fans. And that place was geeked up. Okay? Geeked up to watch some hockey. And I think one of the coolest parts is I think the, the, the Kraken are even discussing going to Alaska in the future to play a preseason game there, which I think would, would be absolutely awesome. That would be awesome. 
And this was the first of three home preseason games that, that Seattle has, and they play six games in total. They officially start their season on the road against Vegas on the 12th of October. And their first official regular season home game takes place on the 23rd. And I can just imagine how pumped that place is going to be. That place is going to be pumped up. So it's not too long now. Hockey season is officially upon us. Can't wait, man. I'm excited. Let's go, baby. And so on that note, this has been another edition of the Scott Hoteling Pod. Thanks for checking it out. Thanks for the support. And we'll see you next time on the Scott Hoteling Pod. <laughs>